This is the Ballroom State of Mind podcast, episode 44, Subtractive Thinking. Welcome to the Ballroom State of Mind podcast. I'm Amber Hader and I'm your host. I am an amateur ballroom dancer and I'm also a personal mindset coach. When I started dancing just a few years ago, I started to recognize pretty quickly the ways in which my head was getting in my way. And I could see it in the other dancers around me as well. So I determined pretty quickly that I gotta find a way to get these mindset tools that I use in my professional life into the hands of dancers so that they can improve faster, they can have more fun, less anxiety, and win more. We all wanna win a little bit more, not only in our dancing, but in life. The tools I share in this podcast are gonna help you do both. Thanks for being here. Hey friends, it's me, Amber Hader, your life coach and mindset coach. And today I want to talk about a topic. I think I've introduced this topic a little bit maybe in previous podcasts, but I don't think I've done a podcast really like dedicated to it. Um, but it's something that comes up a lot, or at least it's a concept that I think helps us get some traction in certain areas. So this is about subtractive thinking. Now, the key, in my opinion, to being successful in competitive dance, and again, this is just my opinion, but to me, it's mental toughness. I think everybody, everybody who dances has potential. Everybody who dances can develop skills. They participate in training. They do everything that they can do to get better. But if they're not mentally tough, if they're not mentally strong, if they don't have their head on straight, all of that can break down. So the biggest risk of failure in my mind doesn't come from how skilled you are, if you have certain skills or not, or how talented you are. To me, your mind is the single greatest factor in if you're going to be successful or come out victorious or not. Now, mental toughness is different than confidence. A lot of times when I have dance strategy calls with people and they come on those calls, they want to talk about having more confidence. And I'm totally 100% behind that. But I want to talk about mental toughness because I think mental toughness is one of the things, if not the main thing, that's going to help you create that confidence that you're looking for. Confidence, I see that really as a feeling and an emotion, and it can come and go. And there's a lot of factors in play that can help build your confidence or decrease your confidence. And so to me, it's more, it's more fickle. It's maybe not as stable as mental toughness is. I kind of tried to find a definition for mental toughness and, and I would define it kind of this way. It's the, it's the mental or psychological edge that enables you to cope well with the demands of a sport. So you have competition, you have training and you have the lifestyle of being athletic or being a dancer or doing sport, and you're going to be in high pressure situations. And if you are mentally tough, then you're more consistent in remaining determined and focused and confident and controlled under pressure. So even if things are not going the way that you want, even if things are not going well, you're still able to stay consistent in that determination and focus and confidence. So it kind of implies stability to me. You can also think about this as resilience. Mentally tough individuals aren't as easily rattled. They seem grounded. And this doesn't mean that everything goes perfect all the time. That groundedness doesn't come from everything going well all the time. It doesn't mean that they don't get rattled ever. 
but it does mean that they're more consistent in their ability to cope with what's happening. Now, I want to be careful here because when I say that a mentally tough person is under control, that's not to be confused with trying to control everything around them and keep those things in control. The more of those variables that you have to control and they have to have just so and just in place and exactly as you want them, the more of those that you have that you have to control, then the more opportunities there are for you to be knocked off your game. Now, I think it's a great idea for you to have a plan, to have strategies and routines in place, the things that you like to do in a certain order, the things that you like to have with you, the meals that you like to eat, the time that you like to have to prepare, to warm up. I think all of that is so good to have in place. But if you need those things to be perfect and you need those things to be in control and not get disrupted for you to be okay, then you're going to have a problem. So if those things get disrupted, a mentally strong person wouldn't come unglued about it. Like if your flight gets in later than you thought, you don't get as much sleep as you thought, or you don't get the warm up that you thought, or something happens with your hair and makeup person, a mentally strong person is going to adapt. They're not going to be easily defeated and they're not going to easily give up. A mentally tough or resilient person's able to roll with those punches. They're able to adapt to the challenges and they can pivot when necessary. Doesn't mean they're going to love all that happening, but they're able to think on their feet. And really there's this understanding that you don't need to control all of the variables and situations. You just need to be in control of yourself. Okay. That's the distinction. So a mentally tough person has a lot of self-trust. They believe that they can still prevail even if the odds are stacked against them. They can still prevail even if things aren't going the way they wanted. They can still prevail even if there's things that are challenging for them. Now, this is where subtractive thinking comes in because one, this is the area that I think is a vulnerable spot where your mental toughness starts to unravel. And this is just simply in your thoughts. Thoughts are just sentences that go through your brain. You can call it your self-talk. You can call it your inner script. But whatever you're faced with, your thoughts determine the outcome more than anything else. And thoughts are just thoughts. I, I don't even know exactly where they come from. Like there's just automatic thoughts that happen in your brain. They just, your brain just offers it to you. And I want you to understand that they're just sentences. Now there is a sneaky type of thinking that can subtly start to put a chink in that mental toughness. I want you to imagine this concept, this metaphor is if you had a car at the top of the hill and you put a wedge or you put a block under those wheels, it wouldn't get the chance to start rolling down the hill. And it's much easier to stop that car from rolling down the hill at that moment than it is to try to control it when it's already barreling down that hill. Now we're gonna try to stop it from rolling and we'd have to do a lot more to get it to stop right? And a lot of times we couldn't even get it to stop. So subtractive thinking is the thing that I want you to watch for that can put that chink in your armor. Okay. So you could call it negative thinking, but I don't know why, but for me calling it negative thinking isn't as instructive as calling it subtractive thinking. I think it's more helpful to think about it as subtractive thinking. Subtractive thinking is just what it sounds like. It takes away. It takes away from you. These are the thoughts that you have that point out what you are not. And remember, you have a negatively biased brain because you are a human being. And that is how we have evolved. 
it's better for your survival to recognize what's a problem. And so don't beat yourself up or think there's something wrong with you. If you have a lot of negative thoughts, that's having a human brain. Now you're going to have these negative thoughts and they're going to sound like I'm not good at that. It's going to say what you're not. I'm not good at that. I'm not skilled at that. I don't know how to do that. I'm, I'm not a good, you guys will say to me, I'm not a good performer. I'm not good at musicality. I'm not as strong at technique. I'm not as natural at smooth styles. I can't use my feet in that way. I can't do what she does. I'm not like her. I can't spend as much money. It begins with words like, did you notice? It begins with words like, I can't, I'm not, I don't know, I don't have. I'm not able to. Subtractive thinking is so self-defeating. It implies that there's something missing and it implies lack and it implies scarcity. And this is the important part. If I'm missing something, if I'm lacking something, therefore, what? Therefore, I won't be able to X. I won't be able to be successful. I can't have what I want. So that's the real problem is that when you have subtractive thinking, you have these thoughts, the, um, so what I'm looking for, the conclusion of that is therefore I'm at some sort of disadvantage and I can't succeed. I want to pause here and make sure that you understand a key concept involved here, which is the subconscious programming of your mind. You think you might be thinking anyway, that you're just telling me the news. You're just describing for me what is. You're just telling me, no, no, you don't understand. I'm, I'm just not good at technique. You think you're just informing me, but here's what I want you to understand. What you're actually doing when you say those things is informing your mind. You're informing your subconscious what you will create next. And you could tell me, well, it's just true. I know it feels true to you, but it doesn't matter if it feels true. What I want you to understand is when you keep telling yourself what you lack, you are going to keep perpetuating it. You are not telling yourself or me what is. You're telling yourself what will be. So I don't even think it matters if it's true or not. Do you want to keep creating it? You need to understand that whatever sentences you repeat, whatever sentences you rehearse, you will perpetuate and you will create. Okay, true or not, that is what you will create. Subtractive thinking Notice, subtractive thinking is reactive, it's doubtful, it's hesitant. And remember, you're telling yourself what you don't have and who you are not. And that is not a powerful, confident place to be operating from. It can put you in a defensive position. You feel like you need to protect yourself. You think you need to be looking out for danger for somebody who's more equipped or better equipped than you. It also will result in indecision, confusion, or avoidance. Here's an example. If you think you lack performance quality or you lack musicality, you're going to be more likely to avoid working on those aspects of your dancing. Because you think you lack them, working on them will seem hard and it will seem pointless. And we're going to have a lot of negative emotion as we work on it because we're going to have to confront our weaknesses, we're going to have to see where we're maybe falling short or where we're not where we want to be. And it's hard to confront those things. And so we don't want to do it. It won't be comfortable and it probably won't be fun. So the brain won't like any of that. So you're going to avoid it. And can you guess what the result is if you avoid it? 
If you avoid it, you're not going to get better at it. So you continue to create the circumstance that I am not good at musicality. I am not good at performing. So that is how you create what you are thinking about. And that is how you are informing your subconscious what we want. And then you set about creating it, whether you realize it or not. So here's how subtractive thinking can get that car rolling down the hill. I'm going to tell you how this happens. It's going to get that car rolling down the hill and it's going to create a mess just simply with those simple thoughts. So first you start having those subtractive thoughts and they're small and they seem like you're just telling the truth. And it just seems like you're just stating facts, just little, I can'ts and I don't haves and I'm nots. And when you have those thoughts, you introduce doubt, you introduce hesitancy. And this is where that car starts to imperceptibly start creeping forward. You might not even notice. Again, you might just think you're just telling me what you're observing, but your brain will take this as something's going wrong. Because remember what we're making this mean? That if we're lacking something that we can't have what we want, or we're not going to be successful, or we're maybe in a worse position than other people because we lack something. So then the brain perceives a threat. And anytime the brain perceives a threat, it's going to overreact in the body. This is a psychological threat, but it is a threat nonetheless. So the fight or flight system gets activated. And when the fight or flight system gets activated, this is where that car really starts gaining momentum because the mind starts to spin. It will even feel to you like it's picking up speed. Your thoughts and your emotions will feel like they're getting faster, like they're reverberating and you're going to feel activated. It has motion associated with it. You might even just call this anxiety, or you might call it overthinking. You might call it spinning out. And what's happening is you're losing control of your thoughts and the anxiety and stress are going up. So now you struggle to gain control of your thoughts and your emotions. And so you lose direction and you oftentimes lose hope as well. And this is the moment where we're really recognizing that something is going on and it feels so much more intense that this is the moment that we're finally taking notice and we want to do something about it and we want to put a stop to it. But that car is already barreling down the hill. And so this is that moment where you guys are telling me about an anxiety attack or a panic attack, or you're crying and you can't get control over yourself. And you're like, I just want to know how to control myself. And that is not the moment that we can control ourselves. That is the moment where we kind of got to ride that wave. And what's happening too is what started as just like a little thought in our mind up in our head turned into a whole body, physical, emotional reaction. And we can't solve this physical, emotional reaction with thoughts in this moment. I mean, on a rare occasion, maybe we can, depending on how intense this reaction is for you. But in that moment, you have to get out of your head and you got to slow down your body. Okay. So the way we're going to do this is all of those things that you've heard before. This is where you're going to take deep breaths and you're going to understand what's happening in your body. You're going to look for where is this reaction happening? You're going to try to soothe your body. This, you might literally pet yourself, pet your skin, get yourself to feel something physically. You want to get out of your head and into your body. I think one of the most effective things is literally to lay on the ground and have as many parts of your body contact the ground as possible. And you're just going to keep breathing deeply. And where I direct my, I direct my mind 
to focus on my body. So I'm like, I'm thinking things like I'm trying to feel all the points where my body is contacting the floor. And I'm trying to feel that where are my wrists touching the floor? What does it feel like where my heels are touching the floor, where my calves are touching, what parts of my body, what parts of my skin are touching the ground. And we're just trying to slow everything down and soothe even something like changing your body temperature by going outside where it's cold and you can feel the cold on your skin. We want to do things in those moments that you might call somatic work and somatic work is body work. Okay. It's, it's body, it's skin, it's focusing on what's happening physically and getting out of your mind. And there's so many techniques that you can find that might work for you. There's like bilateral stimulation. There's so many things that I'm not going to get into in this podcast. You can Google it. Okay. But the point is your head is spinning out of control. So we want to get out of your head. We want to get into your body and we want to start slowing it down and literally deep breathing and slowing down your breath is so effective. Okay. So anything that's body oriented and it's meant to soothe you, calm your nervous systems, somebody hugging you really tight, these things will go a long way in slowing everything down. We're trying to slow that car down. We're trying to slow its roll. Okay. So learning to control your thoughts earlier in the process prevents this downward spiral by managing it before it really gets rolling. Here's what I want to do with you. I want to teach you how to think differently. And we don't want to focus on what we don't want. The brain doesn't recognize the negative qualifier. So if you say, I don't want to stress out, your brain will focus on the subject matter, which is stressing out. If you say, I don't want to think subtractively, you, your body will go, oh, we're thinking subtractively. So we don't want to focus on what we don't want. We want to focus on what we do want. We want to focus on what we do want to create. So this is what that looks like for you. What you want to create is you want to create additive thinking rather than subtractive thinking. You want additive thinking and you can think of it as positive thinking. But again, I, I kind of like this little caveat of it's additive thinking. It's, it's adding to you. It's asking yourself, what do you have? What can you do? You could also just think of this as a can do mindset or a can do attitude. What are your resources? What are your strengths? The simplest can-do thought that you can nurture and just simply repeat is, I can do this. I can do this. I can do this. I've got this. I can figure this out. I am strong. I am capable. I'm a fast learner. I'm determined. I know how to do X, Y, Z. I know that I can keep trying. I know that I'll have another opportunity. I know that I can always try again. Also consider what do you want to create in yourself? You don't have to just tell yourself what you do have now. You can tell yourself what you are creating and what you want to create, even if you don't have it yet. What skills do you want to build? I am becoming resilient. I am getting better every day. I am going to figure that out. I am learning from every experience that I have. These types of thoughts start with, I can, I am, I have, I know, and I am able to, and many others. But can you feel the shift? Rather than being hesitant or indecisive or defensive or reactive or doubting, it feels more proactive. Additive thinking contains self 
self-belief instead of self-doubt. It contains self-belief. It contains decisiveness. It's more certain. And it results in executing and moving towards things rather than avoiding them. Can you feel even that there's more self-trust? And even with all of this self-trust, even with more positivity, even with more additive thinking, it doesn't mean that it's going to be perfect. This has nothing to do with perfection or getting it right all the time. This is about creating a mindset that's resilient and bounces back. This is mental toughness, being able to cope with the stresses and pressures of a situation. Mental toughness is about facing what's happening and accessing all of your resources to the best of your ability whatever that is at the time. Even if the results aren't what you wanted or expected, you can still get the benefit of having supported yourself along the way and not defeating yourself or giving up. So even if the results don't come, you can actually still walk away with your confidence intact. That is mental toughness. It's totally accessible to you. It is a skill like any other's that you can get better at and that you can develop. I do think there's some people who are a little bit more natural at this, but that doesn't mean you can't have it. It is a skill, you have to practice it. So you have to, first of all, watch your thoughts. They're so small and they're so sneaky. And so watch for subtractive thinking and catch it as early as you can and switch it out for more additive thinking. You gotta redirect to what I can do, what my resources are, on and on. Okay. So train yourself to think in additive ways more of the time and watch your confidence grow. Okay. That's what I have for you today. Catch you next time. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast today. Do you have a mindset coach yet? If you don't, you should really think about it because all of the best dancers, all of the best athletes, they have coaches. And it's not because they're weak, it's because they're smart. And they know that if they have gaps that they need to fill, they gotta hire the right people to fill those gaps so that they can fulfill their potential, become the dancer that they always dreamed that they would be. All right, so it's super easy to find out if private coaching is for you. You just get on a dance strategy call with me. It's free, it's simple, it's not very long. And I'll give you some strategies right away that you can apply right away. And then if we wanna work together beyond that, we can discuss it. But other than that, it's a super simple process. I'll leave information in the show notes about how to make that happen. So thanks for being here today.